Welcome to the Ag Future Podcast, presented by Alltech. Join us as we explore the future of farming, food, and nutrition. Dr. Amin Syed is Managing Director of Alltech India and the company's Regional Director for South Asia. Welcome. Thank you. Give us an overview of India as a country and as a culture and as a people. Well, let me start with saying that, uh, you know, India is going through a big transformation at this point of time. And uh, what is there in India and why should the world look at India today? Um, The biggest strategic asset that India has is the number of people today. Uh, After independence, for a few decades, uh, people were considered to be a liability, a burden. However, now people are considered to be an asset and human capital. So um, we are about 1.33 billion people. Uh, Over the next five, six years, we will be the number one country in the world uh, which will have more number of people. So uh, that number of people and looking at the demography of the population, we are a young India today. We are just 28 years old, the median age, uh, which is much lower as compared to the rest of the world. So this poses a great opportunity, uh, I believe, to the rest of the world and why they need to look at India. And uh, in in, a very short period, uh, I would say that India, uh, you know, will will be a a country where uh, people will come in with the, because there is readily available workforce there. They are very talented and very high education in a way. India is very diverse as a culture and in terms of language and religion and states, um, union territories. Uh, can you just give us a little overview of that diversity? We have about 29 uh, states uh, in India and seven union territories. There are 22 official languages, but there are more than 1,000 dialects um, and more than uh, seven uh, you know, religions. But we live all together with great harmony um, in, in India. And uh, you know, it's important to understand that every state, in a way, acts like a different country. So understanding the Indian culture uh, for an outsider is quite important. We live together all in harmony, despite the fact that we have different religions, uh, different uh, languages. Uh, but again, uh, the, the country brings everybody together, though the national language spoken is Hindi. Um, most of the people are able to speak. Uh, and to the, to the outside world, uh, we are now uh, having more than 125 million people who could speak English. And uh, that's another great uh, asset uh, for us. And I have no doubt in a decade to go, India will be number one English-speaking country in the world. Right now, they're number two. They are, yeah. Tell us a little bit about the Indian economy. Um, How fast is it growing? Uh, Maybe the breakdown of GDP uh, at a high level? Well, um, Indian uh, GDP, uh, you know, since independence, uh, we grew at a rate of about three and three and a half percent for for about 40, 50 years. Uh, But it was a big transformation somewhere in 02, that happened and uh, we have started growing at 7 to 8% and we are number one fastest growing uh, country in the world in terms of economy. And as far as the GDP, uh, with regard to the purchasing power parity, um, we are about $8.7 trillion today and number three country uh, in the world. 
So um, we have significant contribution from the services sector, uh, followed by that the agriculture and the services uh, and and the industrial sector. So um, yeah, GDP growth uh, we have overtaken China, and uh, that's one of the reason why the world is looking at us today. One of the fascinating things that you brought up was the new uh, way that India looks at its people as a resource and as capital. Um, that's a big transformation, and it's been part of the growth of the economy, correct? That's right. Um, people are educated now. People are talented, uh, you know, and they are readily available uh, for the rest of the world. Um, I believe with the changes in the uh, immigration laws across uh, the the world, uh, it will be time for the other countries to look at rather than importing Indians uh, to go there into India and import Indian products in the long run. So um, the talented people uh, out there and the number is increasing rapidly. And uh, the rest of the world needs to, you know, confront the fact that in future their top management team uh, is likely to come from India because uh, the growth is coming from India. There's innovation in India and they are very talented. So in terms of um, that resource capital, um, since like 2002, as you said, it, it a lot of that has been some outsourcing um, IT, but it, you're, you're talking also about the development inside of India of companies, startups, um, and in other areas, correct? That's right. Um, we have about, um, you know, India is now number three country in the world in terms of the startups. Uh, there are more than 4,200 startup companies uh, in India, and they are all looking for help. And uh, that's something that the rest of the world needs to look at and going and investing and, you know, uh, trying to help them. We know that more than 90% startup companies do not get successful, but then why not you look at those uh, remaining 10% and how we could assist and help them and maybe, you know, uh, look at what innovation that they have and what is the, the disruption that they can bring to the rest of the world. So when we talk about the, the Indian economy, we've talked about a, a trend towards education, towards technology, um, uh, diversity obviously is a part of it. What about the trends towards urbanization in India? Today in India, there are about 630,000 villages. 70% of India is rural. And there is constant migration happening from the rural villages to those cities in India. And two out of every five Indians are migrants. So that brings a significant opportunity um, for uh, those companies that are part of rural economy, as well as those who look into the cities. And this migration will continue until 2050. Um, and there is, why is this migration there? There's migration because of education uh, to get better work, uh, this is going to continue for a few decades to come. And uh, uh, that's what something one has to look for in terms of, you know, the opportunities and where uh, the, the human capital is there. 
we've seen a lot of changes in India. What about food? Has there been uh, changes in preferences or, or uh, taste palate or uh, looking for other alternatives in India as this, these changes have occurred? Well, as you know, they say that Indian food is probably the, the best taste food in the world. So um, having said that, uh, in India uh, today, uh, just last fiscal year, we produced record food grains. But still, um, it would be fair to say that we are a hungry India even today. And there are a lot of reforms required, uh, whether it's prevention of wastage, better processing technologies, uh, and so on. Uh, we have a big population, uh, which, is uh, which is anemic in a way, uh, the young children and the women. Uh, we have a very big population, which is underweight and undernourished. So that, in a way, is an opportunity uh, for those companies who are into the food sector to come to India and explore uh, which part of the supply chain they could help and assist and at the same time uh, do business. Well, hitting upon that point um, in agriculture, what's going on with agriculture in India today? Well, let me start by saying uh, that an agriculture farmer today, the land holding is quite low uh, compared to the other countries. Each farmer hold a plot size of about 1.2 hectare. Uh, so that, in a way, poses quite challenges. But having said that, uh, Indian farmer is getting digital. Now, that digitalization has transformed the agriculture industry and is further transforming. Today, we have a situation where uh, because of the smartphones, even though the farmer's literacy rate is very low, but then they are able to use the smartphones effectively. Uh, they are able to buy seeds uh, through WhatsApp, for example. They are able to see what the market price is for their produce rather than in olden days where they would take the produce, go to the market and sell whatever the price would exist that day. But then now they know in a, beforehand what the, the market price is. So the digitalization in agriculture is increasing and improving. Uh, the, there are private banks now gone into rural India and uh, the financial literacy is also improving uh, for the farmers, which is great uh, compared to the olden days where Indian farmer was prone to uh, those money lenders where they would pay 40 to 50% interest rates. However, now uh, that has changed. So it's a great opportunity, I think, uh, for those companies uh, who are into agri-finance, uh, who are into uh, you know in improving the, the yield, or into processing, and there is a significant uh, the foreign direct investment uh, benefits provided to foreign companies by the Indian government, particularly in the food retail side of things. How important is the dairy industry to India? India is number one milk producer in the world. Uh, we have lots of cows, about 300 million of those. Um, you may say the yield is low, but we are getting better. We are improving our genetics. We are improving our nutrition. Um, and it's a, it's a great opportunity, as I see, uh, for not just India. In another decade, we would need about 200 
million metric tons of milk. Uh, is that milk going to come from India? Probably not. And we may have to import milk in India from other parts of the world. The only question is, are the countries outside India willing to export milk to India uh, in, in that situation? We are going to need a lot of milk. Coming back to your question on, uh, you know, dairy sector, uh, there is a growth of about uh, 4% uh, compound annuated uh, growth every year. And the milk products are growing at a rate of 20 to 25%, whether you may say cheese, butter, ghee, uh, all of those. So uh, it's a big transformation happening in dairy sector as well. We've covered the fact that India has an educated workforce, that they uh, have a lot of experience with technology, um, certifications that are necessary for outsourcing, but also the fact that uh, they are growing startup-wise and um, have a lot to offer. What other advantages do they offer the world? Well, I think uh, the biggest uh, advantage is the talent and the IT sector, um, which is growing at a rate of 14%. Um, you see there is a lot of um, information technology and and the BPO side of things uh, which is growing um, and uh, it brings significant contribution to the Indian GDP about 67% of the IT revenue in US uh, Indians have the the market share so um, the Silicon Valley of India uh, which is Bangalore. You have a lot of uh, IT uh, out there. And uh, as I said earlier, um, with the changes in the immigration laws in the rest of the country, I think it is important to see uh, for uh, the countries to go to India and hire those talented people and work with them and get the get the best out of it. So um, I see as... That, that has a significant uh, impact. Can you give us a little history on Alltech in India? You know, Dr. Lyons um, had the dream to go to India. Um, it was in late 90s. And in 2001, when we set up Alltech India, we disrupted uh, the technology and the traditional method of feeding uh, trace minerals in India, whether that is in poultry, dairy, or aquaculture industry. And today, Alltech has 30% of the market share uh, in terms of the minerals. On the dairy front, we have disrupted the old and traditional method of testing the feed stuff by introducing in vitro fermentation model. Uh, now, the dairy producers look at Alltech India's help uh, to redefine the nutrition and provide better nutrition and improved efficiency for the cows. So overall, uh, it's a profitable situation for the farmer. And now we are looking at, uh, after having registered the Alltech Crop Sciences, we look at disrupting the fertilizer market uh, as the India is moving towards organic farming. So... Uh, I think it's it's uh, in a way, uh, you know, uh, what we contribute to the industry, uh, what Alltech contributes to the industry is, is quite significant. The term rising billions has been widely discussed, and it is the emergence of uh, markets in India or people in India, uh, China, 
Africa and other areas of Asia uh, that are moving up, coming into a middle class, coming into a workforce, uh, becoming urbanized. Can you uh, dis- discuss with us, as Alltech does their work in India, how important it is for the future of India in terms of feeding the country themselves and in, in general meeting the demands of the future? Yeah, let me start uh, by saying that um, you pointed out very rightly the rising billions. Um, in the first 50 years of independence, uh, our economy grew at just about 3%. We had a spike of 5% once or twice, but it wasn't stable. So it took almost 45 years or so for an Indian to double its per capita income. However, now um, with 7% growth in economy, uh, which is likely to touch double digits, and with a growth in population of about 1.5%, every Indian double its per capita uh, income uh, in about eight to nine years now, uh, which is quite significant. And in the urban area, it is even lesser time in just four to five years. So you're right, a billion people are going through prosperity. The only question is for the rest of the world, would you like to be a part of this prosperity? India today is at a stage of fast forward. The question to the rest of the world is, would you like to be a part of this journey? And All Tech India is strategically placed working with those farmers. When you said the middle class, uh, there are more than 50% of the Indians belong to this segment today. And uh, many of them, have the desire and the dream to prosper in their life uh, through dairy farming, through fish farming, through aquaculture, through fish farming and shrimp farming. So uh, we are rightly placed uh, in terms of Alltech India to work uh, with those farmers and uh, be a part of their prosperity. So what does the future hold for India? Uh, can you summarize that? What do you see? Where, where are we going? I have no doubt that in 2040, India will be superpower. The only question I have to the rest of the world is, would you like to be a part of this successful ship named India? What do you enjoy most about your job? Well, I love to meet people. I love traveling. And uh, the, the most enjoyable part for me is interaction with my team, which is, which is great. And uh, let me also tell you that it's quite unusual in the marketplace. Um, the attrition rate in India today is about 20% in most of the segments, including IT. However, in Alltech India, you will be surprised to know that the sales team, uh, which is quite unusual for the last 18 months, our attrition rate has been 0%. Dr. Aman Syed is Managing Director of Alltech India and the company's Regional Director for South Asia. Thank you for joining me. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. To hear other conversations with many of the featured speakers at one, the Alltech Ideas Conference, visit ideas.alltech.com. Access is free after signing up. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Ag Future Podcast, presented by Alltech. 
For show notes and more episodes, visit alltech.com forward slash ag future.